You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome along to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. As always, brought to you by OvertimeIreland.com. It's myself, Colin Kelly, yet again, bringing you this show. Another NFL week in the books. It's week 11's recap show here on OTI. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed all the action of uh, week 11. We went through all the games in just a little moment. Obviously, uh, a little more pep in my step this week after the Packers finally got out of that funk three losses in a row previously for them, a big, big win that I'll be talking probably more than uh, I should about uh, in just a little moment, a really, really big result in that division. Very interesting week and uh, more injuries as well, of course, to talk about. Can't get uh, away from the NFL without having a couple injuries each and every week and a few big ones this week again. As always, thanks for coming along to listen to the show. Thanks for hitting that download button. Usually at this time uh, is when I tell you uh, there's a guest on today's show, who it is, what we're going to talk about. But today's show is just going to be me. I'm going to be talking about all the things off the NFL's Week 11, as I mentioned a minute ago, and I'll be kind of going through some of the teams and deciding who is completely out of the playoff race. I know some of them will be very obvious. Make a few bold predictions as well as to who I think is done and dusted for the season. So as I mentioned, no guest uh, for this episode. We'll be joined by Matt Money-Smith later in the week. Just with schedule, with the Thanksgiving week, it was quite difficult with uh, people planning stuff. I was trying to get a few guests on stateside and uh, just didn't fit into the schedule this week with people moving out of, out of state, out of town and so on and so forth. So just going to be me on this show. Going to be joined by Matt Money-Smith on the preview show. We'll be previewing the Thanksgiving games for Thursday and, of course, the NFL weekend action as well. And that'll be coming up later in the week. So looking forward to that show as well. But today, looking forward to running through these games for you. Uh, hopefully you're going to enjoy it so let's get straight into that recap right now let's recap this weekend's nfl action it's the oti weekend roundup so i mentioned starting the show obviously the green bay packers getting a win this week on the road they were in minnesota against the vikings 30 to 13 the final score uh, the Packers packers offense not really all that impressive uh, you know people were expecting it to be a bit of a juggernaut then Jordy Nelson got injured in the preseason and things haven't really been going that good since but off from an offensive side uh, off the ball uh, perspective for the Packers great to see Eddie Lacy back uh, in the fold having a strong running game here his best game of the season by quite some distance looking a little bit healthier after being a, a scratch last week from the game against the Detroit Lions so good to see him running the ball well Jim Starks had a few uh, good pickups in this weather through the air and a few on the ground as well uh, going into this one obviously hoping that the Packers could get uh, Eddie Lacy going on the ground but when you look at it Adrian Peterson has had a lot of big days over the years against the Green Bay Packers and this was one that after the last couple of Packers performances you thought could be their downfall Peterson held to just 35 rushing yards of course he had a late fumble as well that helped the Packers ice the game in this one Teddy Bridgewater under pressure all day the Packers defense really deserves the credit for this victory that turnover as I mentioned on the forced fumble then Teddy Bridgewater sacks six times so they started the season uh, very very well there was talk of was they were they or the Denver Broncos the, the strongest defense in the NFL the Broncos then obviously went well ahead off what the Packers were doing Packers started off the season with a lot a lot of sacks I think they had 12 sacks in two games at one point um, and they, they were really impressive but Mike Daniels uh, Dayton Jones, Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers all having big days here putting a lot of pressure all game long on Teddy Bridgewater uh, and a credit to Teddy he took a, a couple of big hits in the first half luckily he might miss the rest of the game with a shoulder injury came back in 
but uh, for the Vikings wasn't able to get the job done wasn't able to get it over the line a big day here for Mason Mason Crosby after missing that chance to win the game last week in Lambeau Field he uh, had a I think it was five field goals in this game so a big big game for him and uh, he's been pretty much I know he missed last week with a chance to win the game but pretty much uh, money when you uh, want him to hit a field goal over the last two seasons he had a, a bad year I think it was three years ago where there was pressure on him they were talking about would they cut him but uh, the last uh, two seasons he's been very very consistent and uh, helping the Packers get a win here so a massive win in the division it was a game where if the if the Vikings had a one they had a two game lead they had a head-to-head advantage although uh, the Packers would have obviously a chance over the next few weeks to get it back and they are playing each other week 17 just a massive win on the road for the team with those three losses in a row gives them a chance to uh, get back on track get the win and uh, obviously helps them in the division race as well the Vikings now with a tough couple of games coming up in the next few weeks they have the Cardinals coming up have the Seahawks coming up so tough little run of fixtures coming up here for the Vikings we'll see how they handle it they have been very impressive this season so far this was just maybe a coming back down to earth game for them but I still think they're uh, probably the favourites in my opinion for one of those wild card spots in the NFC but uh, this year really helps the Packers to start to get back on track for the division say four or five weeks ago when the Packers were 6-0 definitely thought the Packers were going to run away with the division but it really did come very very close in the last couple of weeks and uh, this game if the Vikings had won there was a lot of pressure on the Packers so it was one I was watching very very extremely closely and uh, one that I was delighted that the Packers went on to get the win one of the teams that uh, got the, gave one of the Packers uh, gave the Packers one of those losses in the last couple of weeks was the Carolina Panthers um, they have been extremely impressive this season I think now is it uh, 13 or 14 games in a row in the regular season that they have won they won again this week obviously they beating the Washington Redskins at home 44 to 16 Cam Newton absolutely dominating in this game through five touchdowns uh, just thoroughly impressive uh, although his his completion rate for the season sitting at 56.9 which is uh, the lowest of his career but he has shown dramatic improvement as we've been discussing in the last few weeks in the podcast both as a leader uh, just making decisions calling plays at the line of scrimmage getting the offense into the play they need Jonathan Stewart's running very powerfully defense playing very very strong this game here dominated by the defense a lot a lot of these Carolina Panthers points coming up from short fields being set up by the defense and turnovers uh, forced fumbles so on very very impressive Luke Keekley playing phenomenal Thomas Davis having a sensational season and of course Josh Norman who basically everyone's afraid to throw the ball on anymore um, having another or having a great season another good game here Devin Funch is starting to step up so overall very very positive for the Panthers week in week out we've said the same thing each and every week about how they've played they're just doing the job dominating both sides of the ball and uh, at the minute looking like they are in prime position for that number one overall seed in the NFC so uh, it's going to be interesting to see in the next couple of weeks can they keep it going but they have a big game coming up against the Dallas Cowboys this week and uh, obviously a huge game for the Cowboys and we'll be talking about them in a minute but uh, the Carolina Panthers I think I'm going to be edging towards them getting another win this week so uh, Panthers fans out there I'm sure are delighted um, looks like they're on their way to another division title talked about the number one overall seed I think it's the three teams that won in this uh, first three games that I'm going to talk about that uh, is going to be the team holding that number one and the number one, two overall seed obviously in this one uh, the Arizona Cardinals getting a win at home 34-31 this game very very close uh, throughout um, Carson Palmer having a nice game here the Bengals tying it up very very late on but then uh, at the end there was a, a penalty for simulating a play call I think it was on Peco um, the, the 15 yard penalty for that set them up in very very good field goal range the Cardinal or the Bengals not too happy after it. Marvin Lewis not too happy, saying that you know very harsh call, and he didn't think that it should have been called. Pecco said that he wasn't trying to simulate the snap count; he was trying to get the defense into uh, the the play that he wanted. But 
overall, it, even looking at the replays, the ref, uh, you just have to go with what the ref's decision is on the field on that one. He gives the uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty 15 yards and uh, the game is sealed that way so 34-31 to 31 win for the Cardinals again like the Panthers week in week out getting the job done and another win for them uh, looks like so well they're going to control that division after beating the Seahawks last week so very very strong three teams uh, talked about to start the show and I think in that NFC definitely the three favourites going forward uh, to make the Super Bowl out of that side the Cincinnati Bengals now back to back losses for them obviously lost on Monday Night Football to the Texans now they lose here to the Cardinals uh, so they need to bounce back in a, in a major way and get a result very, very shortly, starting the season unbeaten and losing two in a row. Sometimes, talked about it with Kevin Cadell when uh, we'd on the preview show, when a team gets that little wobble, we've seen it with the Packers a few weeks ago, lost to the Bengals, or lost to the Broncos, then they go and lose to the uh, Panthers. Sometimes the wheels can fall off a little bit, so uh, the Packers getting balanced this week. We'll see now, can the Bengals balance the ship very, very shortly um, with the back-to-back losses. But overall in the game, some nice uh, pieces again. Uh, Bernard having another decent game for the Mandy Dalton, some nice plays but uh, overall I just think um, the Cardinals are a very very strong team and you play them at home not many teams are going to win in there so if they could get that number one overall seed uh, a huge huge advantage for them so the Bengals, I know they lose again but on the road to the Cardinals, uh, no real shame in that and most weeks uh, if they put a performance like this they're going to get the win uh, Tyler Eifert with another big game here so I think overall Kind of what we expected going into this and uh, going forward. I think these two teams are definitely going to be competing in the playoffs for uh, those high seeds and uh, possibly uh, first round buys. So we'll see them both uh, going forward as consistent powerhouses for the rest of the season. A team that's not a consistent powerhouse started the season 6-0 and I've called them a paper tiger on this. Uh, There's probably other words that people out there could use for them. Um, Maybe some Falcons fans could use a very, very harsh word for this performance. They were cruising at one point in this, looked like they were going to go and uh, just go easily to victory, uh, losing 24-21 to the Colts. The Colts obviously without Andrew Luck led by Matt Hasselbeck. They are now 3-0, I think it is, on the season with Hasselbeck at quarterback. Uh, nothing all that impressive. Ahmad Bradshaw, two touchdowns uh, receiving in this game. Just uh, Dinkin and Duncan kind of getting the job done and uh, win it with that late field goal. Uh, of course, the defense stepped up big for the Colts in a couple of spots, and uh, Matt Ryan throwing a pick six uh, inside his own, I think it was two-yard line, so uh, that's never going to help the team get the victory. I was surprised at the play call going, uh, not running the ball out, being so deep in your end zone, but you definitely don't want to be getting picked off there because it's always going to lead... Uh, well, not always, but very, very likely going to lead to a touchdown. So disappointing there for the Atlanta Falcons. Started the season good, but if you look at the teams they've beat uh, and how lucky they were in some of those uh, games to win them, uh, just has been a terrible kind of second half off the first half of the season, if you want to call it that. So let's call it the second quarter, which uh, would be the correct term to use. But I have to say the Falcons, I think, I was saying about picking teams that are done and dusted for the season, uh, the way they're playing at the minute, the way the Seahawks are starting to pick up, I think that uh, the Falcons might even be lucky to get a wild card spot at this stage. And uh, if they get to the playoffs, I can't really see them doing all that much. So I said there'll be a couple of maybe bold calls in there. Well, the Atlanta Falcons are still in the hunt for the wild card. But at this point in the season, uh, sorry, Falcons fans, but your team is done. But a few more teams getting that shout out in the show. But uh, the Colts getting a little bit, uh, you know, momentum going forward. Obviously, they had a, a couple of wins in recent weeks, and they bet the Broncos uh, just before their bye now winning on the road here. So maybe a little bit of mojo going there in the way of the Indianapolis Colts. And um, 
you know, without Andrew Luck, when they can get him back healthy, uh, you know, it looks like T.Y. Hilton's getting a little bit healthier with that foot injury before the bye, and uh, we'll see how they do going forward. Julio Jones obviously uh, remains an absolute stud uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, 160 yards in this one, uh, third straight game of 100 yards, but, you know, outside of that there, not a lot going for them, uh, an injury to Devontae Freeman in the first half, he missed the rest of the game, we'll see his status going forward, uh, Tevin Coleman came in, averaged, uh, I think it was three yards carry, and he wasn't that impressive, had a fumble as well in a key spot, and uh, just outside of Julio Jones at the moment, they don't really seem to be getting anything going uh, at the other wide receiver positions, Hankerson come back in this game, got a touchdown, maybe he'll get something going down the stretch, but when you look at uh, Roddy White, he has really fallen off a bit of a cliff this season, um, almost invisible after being so productive over the last uh, five or six years, so a bad, bad loss here for the Falcons, and uh, as I said, I think they're done and dusted for the season team that got a win against the Falcons in their last out and before the bye, that was the San Francisco 49ers, they're done and dusted quite some time ago, they won on Monday Night Football to start the season against the Vikings, give everyone a little bit of a surprise there, we thought they might go and do something a little bit more than uh, we expected this season, but no they are kind of what we expected uh, Colin Kaepernick going on injured reserve this past Friday, uh, so he was obviously not playing this, another start in this one for Blaine Gabbard, and uh, although he put 13 points up on the board for the 49ers, the Seahawks won this very, very comfortably. Thomas Rawls, uh, let's just talk about Thomas Rawls here. A monster, monster game for him. Marshawn Lynch has never rushed for 160 yards or 200 combined yards uh, from scrimmage in a game. And uh, Thomas Rawls, the undrafted free agent rookie this season, has uh, gone and done that in this. Phenomenal showing from him. Uh, definitely the most impressive player on the field this week. And uh, I'm sure he's probably you know on a lot of waiver wires this week in fantasy football there'll be a lot of people rushing to get him i actually had him in a couple of leagues at the start of the season because i had marshawn lynch and uh, i've gone and uh, cut him stuck with lynch then uh, after lynch came back and now it looks like lynch could possibly miss the rest of the season if he has to have sports hernia surgery well the rest of the fantasy season anyway he could be back for the playoffs uh, at the time recording still waiting to get a bit of clarity he was seeing a specialist yesterday we'll see what happens but Lynch obviously missing this game but Thomas Rawls stepping in doing a phenomenal job in that role and obviously Fred Jackson in there as well so uh, a good good win here for the Seahawks getting the team back on track and just starting to get going at the right moment in time uh, moving forward I think they're uh, I don't think they're going to catch the Cardinals for that division but I think they're definitely like zoned in on that their uh, wild card spot obviously and the NFC and as I mentioned probably them and the Vikings uh, in my opinion would be the two favorites for that spot but I mentioned teams that are done. Let's say, uh, let's just call a spade a spade. The uh, San Francisco 49ers, they're done. They were done a long time ago, but eh, just I'm going to go through all the ones that are done at this point. Uh, the Denver Broncos, they got a win on the road. Obviously, Peyton Manning sitting this one out. Brock Osweiler came in, and he, he looked quite good in the uh, Gary Kubiak's offense. Obviously, under center a lot more. Uh, you know, So I think that helped the running game this week. He was starting from under center, giving the running back uh, a little bit more of an option to move left or right coming out of it. And uh, they got the job done. They scored very early on in this one. Then the game went from uh, side to side. Kind of slow burner, 17-15 win. And uh, obviously Alshon Jeffrey missing out for the Bears in this. Uh, and it's such a close game. He could have been a big, big difference maker in this. But he missed out. Uh, wasn't available for the team. And I mentioned the Broncos uh, getting the run game going a little bit. Ronnie Hillman and CJ Anderson uh, stepping up in this. They went for uh, over 150 yards between them. Anderson getting 59 and... Hellman picking up 102 on 21 carries. So uh, they had a, a much, much better uh, performance running the ball, so that helped obviously give time to Brock Osweiler and overall a good performance by the Broncos on the road. The Chicago Bears have a, a very, very poor home advantage. I've mentioned that in a number of shows uh, over the last, uh, basically over the last 18 months. But uh, a win here on the road for the Broncos, and they um, start to, to bounce back after that loss to the Colts. And um, 
de- their defense uh, looking back to what it was a couple of weeks back. I also mentioned, you know, obviously the Vikings and the hunt for that wild card spot. So mentioning teams that are done, I, I've been surprised at how the Bears have uh, handled the season. They've been better than I expected they would have been. And obviously with the injury to Jeffrey, uh, that there has obviously hurt them a lot. And then Matt Forte going down, but Langford's done okay in his absence. But uh, just uh, with the Vikings, how they're doing, with the Packers, how they're doing, it's time to stick a fork in those Chicago Bears. Mentioned the Indianapolis Colts, obviously, earlier on in the show, they're leading the division down there in the south, and the Houston Texans are involved in the battle there for it. They win at home 24-17 to against the New York Jets. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, what do we call him? Stud, I think we'll call him. A beast? What do you want to call him? He went to Revis Island this week, and I'm sure some of you have seen the clips. Uh, he used air quotes when he talked about Revis Island, and uh, he had two touchdowns this week. Burned Revis for a long one. Could have burned him for another one, but an overthrown pass by TJ Yates also uh, that he had beaten Revis. So he's just playing phenomenal stuff. He's only 23 years of age, and um, when you look at you know when you look at players around the league, some of the players coming out in this year's uh, college draft that'll be happening now in early 2016 uh, they're going to be older coming out than he is already uh, so he's 23 and he's playing absolutely phenomenal stuff at the moment you know when you're looking around the league at young receivers you know Odell Beckham obviously is the poster child at the moment for uh, the star wide receiver at the you know young age but DeAndre Hopkins you kind of can put him right up there with Odell Beckham the way he's playing this season and really over the last couple of weeks so very impressive uh, by him he's kind of single-handedly running this offense uh, and uh, they're getting the job done obviously defense is starting to play up uh, playing strong Uh, JJ Watt with another good game here but JJ Watt with a game another good game that's what we say every single week about him uh, TJ Yates obviously tar- started for the Texans uh, Brian Hoyer since this game has ended looks like he has got through the concussion protocol and uh, we expect him to start this next week's game in week 12 but the Jets obviously getting a loss here the last few weeks uh, the wheels are kind of falling off the train here for the New York Jets it's starting to look like a bit of a struggle um, you know the quarterback situation Ryan Fitzpatrick started this game going back to his old team in the Houston Texans and when you look at the, the performance how the team played you know the Jets are just a struggle at the moment the last couple of weeks Chris Ivory started the season very very well struggled the last couple of games uh, to get things going um, so the Jets they're a team that I mentioned putting forks in and I said I didn't want to put you know jump too far ahead or just only single out teams that you know definitely looked like they were you know two and f- <laughs> two and eight or two and nine at this stage of the season but the Jets they're another team they're done Tampa Bay Buccaneers up next. Another uh, a big game here for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road at the Eagles. 45-17, to an absolute blowout. Mark Sanchez getting the start for the Eagles in this, but you know that really didn't matter in this one. Uh, the, the Defensively, obviously, a few interceptions. Uh, Alteron Werner picking up an interception. He was on the show uh, just before the season talking about how he wanted to get this uh, Buccaneers defense really rolling. And When you looked at the start of the season, it looked like the defense might struggle a little bit uh, for the season. The first few weeks, especially week one against the Titans, didn't look all that impressive. But last couple of weeks, they're really stepping up. Gerald McCoy playing well uh, you know, around the defense in particular. But this is, uh, the, I think, it maybe his third interception of the season for Werner. So they picked up uh, a nice win here and absolutely blew them out. Five touchdown throws for uh, Jameis Winston, a big, big game for him. He talked after the game about being an Eagles fan growing up and how much it meant to him playing there. He got a bit emotional after the game, but a big, big win for them, a big, big win, uh, a big, big performance rather for Doug Martin as well, another big game. He kind of was in the doghouse last week after a fumble, went back in a major way in this one and uh, just an impressive game all over. 
Doug Martin uh, with 235 yards in this game. So <laughs> I mentioned a monster game. It literally was a monster game. There was a stage in this game where he had the most rushing yards in history against the Eagles. He had 240 yards, uh, but then he actually he actually got uh, lost five yards in the carry. So that there actually put him below the record again. But a big, big game here for him. Uh, impressive overall. The, uh, the Buccaneers looking a little bit frisky the last couple of weeks. I think it's going to be too late for them to do anything in the season, but a big, big win moving forward. Obviously the worst record in the league last year moving forward. Things starting to look up. Looks like Winston is the real deal of quarterback. But again, let's just not jump the gun. Let's not uh, get too far ahead of ourselves. Sometimes we pump these quarterbacks up so quickly and they fall back to earth in a major, major way <laughs> quite rapidly. So uh, the Buccaneers, huge win. Philadelphia Eagles, no, this division's a bit of a mismatch at the moment. Uh, the Cowboys, who I'm going to talk about in a minute, thinking they have an opportunity to get things done and win the division. I'm just going to go straight out now. The the winner of this uh, division is going to be the New York Giants. As, uh, the rest of the teams, in my opinion, are done. So obviously the Giants didn't play this week um, on the bye week, resting up, and you know things went well for them. Outside of the Dallas Cowboys winning. Cowboys winning 24-14 against the Dolphins. Tony Romo comes back as Tony Romo the Messiah. They were 7-0 without him. They are 3-0 with him. So 3-7 on the season. And uh, when you look around, obviously his performance helped a lot here. He had two bad interceptions, but they got the job done. And uh, Ryan McFadden had a nice game here as well, sealing the deal at the end. A few nice runs uh, to, to get first downs to seal the deal. But uh, a win on the road here for the Cowboys and obviously getting Tony Romo back. I thought that he would struggle a little bit coming back off the injury. He did. He looked a little bit rusty, but overall done enough. He had one time, was luckily he was about to get sacked in the end zone in the first half. Tosses the ball left-handed out to McFadden. He picked up about eight yards. But most quarterbacks, especially the quarterbacks playing for the Cowboys this year, would have took a safety in the end zone. Tony Romo spins out of it, throws the ball with his weaker hand and uh, you know makes it into a positive play. So a big one for the Cowboys. You know, Cowboys fans out there are definitely going to be Delighted to see Tony Romo back, see Dez back, and Dez getting a touchdown in this one as well. Uh, but I think, you know, as I mentioned a minute ago, they're three and seven. They're too far back in this division, I think, going forward. And uh, as I mentioned, I think the Giants win this division. So sorry, Cowboys fans, there was positivity in the air this week, but no positivity from my side of the ball. The Cowboys, they're done. So far, I've only said one team's done out of each game, but here's a game where the two teams are done. The Miami Dolphins. This here game was a game where maybe they were bouncing back on track to get a big win last week on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. But getting a win on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles might just not be that big of an achievement this weather, uh, the way things are going for the Eagles. Sorry, Eagles fans. But uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, losing again here to the Cowboys. And I just think uh, there's too many holes in this team all around. I thought I was expecting big things from this team this season. But I'm going to keep it uh, short. No more need to uh, talk about them. They are done. That was the first game with two teams done for the season. This game has two more teams done for the season. And this team, unfortunately, has a lot of players that are also done for the season. The Baltimore Ravens getting a late, late win, uh, a late kick. Obviously, they lost to the Jags last week on a late field goal. They won this week on a late field goal. They have three wins now in the season, and they have all come from the boot of Justin Tucker. Very, very close to the end of the games, winning with field goals. The St. Louis Rams, um, obviously, Todd Gurley got his touchdown here, but overall, just uh, not impressive. Uh, Case Keenum getting the start and just did not look good. Nick Foles hasn't looked good in this offense. Well, yeah, just mark that down for Nick Foles, Mark too, when Case Keenum comes in. I mentioned uh, a lot of players injured for the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, Trail Suggs got injured very early in the season. Steve Smith now out for the year. In this one, uh, Justin Forsett fractured his arm in the first half, so uh, you can basically count him out for the rest of the season. And Joe Flacco on that last drive tore his ACL and possibly his MCL as well, so he's done for the season. Stayed in, finished the drive, led them 
to get that field goal so courageous from him but unfortunately for him and the team he's done for the rest of the season uh, probably is a bit of a, a fitness battle on his hands to get ready for the start of next season now at this late stage but I think he'll be back at the start of next season but just uh, another blow for this team it keeps getting harder and harder and uh, the backup for them is Matt Schaub so the Baltimore Ravens possibly looking at a, a, you don't want to say a chance at that number one overall pick but they are in the running now with the way this season has gone they picked up the win here but they lose their starting quarterback so things are not looking good going forward a very tough schedule for them in the next few weeks St. Louis Rams were a team I thought uh, a couple of weeks ago had a chance at getting a wild card spot but a couple of back-to-back losses to the Bears and now to the Ravens these are games that you need to be winning uh, if you want to be getting in that hunt the Baltimore Ravens obviously all those injuries their season's done I mentioned possibly the number one overall pick and the St. Louis Rams yeah we're done here too two more games to hit through now the Detroit Lions and the Oakland Raiders the Oakland Raiders well I talked about the Jets earlier you know and uh, they possibly have a chance at that AFC wild card I've nearly ruled out all teams in the AFC wild card out to the teams that didn't play this week well you know you have the likes of the Steelers there who didn't play this week I think they're in with a really strong shot at the wild card but the Oakland Raiders picking up another loss here they lost uh, last week to the Vikings at home now they lose on the road to the Detroit Lions a couple of tough fixtures coming up for the Raiders too the Raiders just not looking like uh, what they have the last couple of weeks uh, outside of last week obviously but they haven't looked uh, they were looking high powered on offense and they didn't look good in this no points at all in the first half Detroit Lions getting the win Matthew Stafford with a rushing touchdown in it and uh, they just they get the job done a lot of drops here for the Detroit Lions and just uh, watching this game it wasn't wasn't one you know that you're going to say is a, a classic wasn't that exciting but for the Detroit Lions they get the win back-to-back wins for them now so after the bye week a little bit frisky there was a bit of a, a house cleaning exhibition going on there um, a lot of people thinking Jim Caldwell including myself was a, a sitting duck there on, you know on the hot seat just waiting for the season to end until they would remove him but two wins in a row this team starting to fight a little bit for him the, uh, before the bye week they were showing no fight at all so positive there for them I mentioned as well, uh, you know, teams that are done. I think the Oakland Raiders will give them a shot at still getting into that wild card hunt, but uh, the Detroit Lions, with the way that division is and, and their record on the season, they're done. Almost skipped this one. It was uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at the San Diego Chargers. The Chiefs, you know, the last few weeks have been putting up a lot of points uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, beating the Broncos last week, blowing out the uh, the Lions in London. Now they blow out the Chargers 33-3. to All the trees in this one, the Chargers putting up three points. Uh, that is not good and uh, the Sandy, or the Kansas City Chiefs putting up 33 and they really dominated this uh, Justin Houston picked off Philip Rivers in the third quarter for a, uh, an interception he took for a touchdown so that really put it into blowout territory at that point and uh, you know the Chiefs obviously uh, thinking the game was definitely in hand uh, took uh, Turkandrick West out of the game with a hamstring injury just saving him Spencer Ware comes in uh, for the Chiefs you know, we talked about Jamal Charles a few weeks ago. I said it. I said their season was done and dusted at that point. Uh, Ware comes in, rushes for 96 yards and two touchdowns on just 11 carries. So he turns out that uh, he's not a bad player. Sometimes we see this on a one-week space, but we'll see if it goes uh, going forward, if he can keep it up. But uh, the Chiefs getting a little bit of a running game going, getting wins each and every week. Defense playing very, very well again, getting interceptions, getting turnovers. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are a little bit frisky. Uh, I think I've mentioned that word a few times on the show today. I think they have an outside chance. I think they're in for the. I think they're going for the wild card. I expected a lot from them at the start of the season, and they're starting to maybe deliver on some of that promise. Uh, I think it's week three was the last time Alex Smith has thrown an interception. And I know he 
doesn't throw the ball deep downfield and uh, that's obviously going to help him but still when you're not turning the ball over it gives you a big big chance to win the game Mike McCoy now uh, I think he's a little bit under pressure I've been you know I started saying it three or four weeks ago when people weren't really talking about it but they've lost six straight and they just luck done and dusted um you know we're talking about putting forks and teams telling teams they're finished for the season San Diego Chargers looked done three or four weeks ago and they just look like they have no fight left in them so it's you know finish out the season for the Chargers but I don't know if uh, Mike McCoy is their head coach next season obviously on Monday Night Football the New England Patriots took care of business getting the win against the Bills Um, obviously Amendola getting a bigger role here after Edelman got injured last week Um, James White having a, a two touchdown performance after the injury to Dean Lewis two weeks ago so Blunt getting the majority of their work but uh, the touchdown's coming for James White uh, I mentioned as well obviously Amendola getting a lot of targets in this one and finishing with nine catches and uh, over 100 yards so overall uh, not the most exciting game in the world but the Patriots continue their unbeaten season like the uh, Carolina Panthers uh, it's going to be interesting to see who ends up going the longest with uh, without that defeat um, but the Patriots keep marching forward, uh, injuries keep coming, but they are cruising in on that bye week to try and get things healthy uh, in the playoffs. And a chance then, of course, to get Julian Edelman back for that playoff push. So we'll see how it goes at the moment. Uh, all these teams, you know, the AFC is a lot of teams mixed and mashed in around 5-5 five and five and around you know that mark. So we'll see who steps out off the fray. But my picks at the moment are those Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers will see how the rest of the teams can put up a fight against them so that there's all the games run through really um, you know it's going to be a short turnaround for the next show we're going to be out I think it's going to be out early Thursday for Thanksgiving morning maybe late Wednesday I'm talking to Matt Moneysmith on Wednesday um, LA time so it's going to be Thursday here with me but we'll get the show pumped out and uh, hopefully you're looking forward to those Thanksgiving games a couple of good games coming up the Packers obviously playing as well so I'll be looking forward to that one to all those who do celebrate the, the Thanksgiving holiday of course happy Thanksgiving to you uh, if you don't celebrate it, hopefully you're going to enjoy the football and uh, hopefully some good action this week as well. Of course, Thursday games and Sunday games. So we'll be talking about all those with Matt Moneysmith later in the week. As always, uh, listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever you're listening to us on. Give us a rating and a comment on it. You can download multiple devices, help push up the ratings each and every week. Always very much appreciated. As I mentioned, sometimes scheduling the guests can be a little bit tricky, so apologise uh, for the guests not being able to be on the show for the recap show but a couple of guests coming up in the next few weeks uh, to let you in behind the scenes hoping to get Ross Tucker back on and Chris Westling as well as I mentioned Matt Moneysmith so uh, getting really good guests lined up in the next couple of weeks looking forward to talking to them and getting their thoughts on all the NFL action over the, over the last couple of weeks and into the future heading towards the playoffs so hopefully you've enjoyed the show as always uh, stay tuned to that at Overtime Ireland Twitter feed uh, send your questions our way there as well and uh, we'll use the best ones on the show for the preview show but until then of course have a good one Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.